This is the 102nd episode uh, on financial accounting. So again, we are now officially in uh, bonus session territory. Uh, and we'll pick up where we left off. Uh, so firms often finance the acquisition of buildings, equipment, and other fixed assets uh, using interest-bearing notes, right? Uh, some borrowing arrangements uh, do not state uh, an explicit interest rate. Instead, uh, the purchase price includes carrying charges, and the buyer pays the total um, over a specified number of months. The contract does not mention the uh, charge for interest. The principal on the note, uh, in this case, uh, includes implicit interest. Generally accepted accounting principles require that all long-term monetary liabilities, including those carrying no explicit interest, appear on the balance sheet at the present value of the future cash payments. An interest rate, um, I, uh, here the discount rate is required uh, to calculate uh, a present value, right? So in historical cost accounting, uh, the discounting process uses the historical interest rate that is appropriate uh, for the particular borrower at the time it incurred the obligation. I'm sorry, it, I, I, I assume it's an entity, it could be she, he, um, or it, uh, depending on whether or not we're talking about a sole proprietorship, right? Uh, uh, that rate uh, turns on the amount in terms, or maybe uh, I say it in reference to uh, sole proprietorships, right? So um, that's um, only true as it pertains to income tax purposes, right? So maybe it would be an it, even if it were a sole proprietorship, right? Because we would say that um, uh, a individual business, right, would be would be distinguishable uh, from the owner, right, in common in common terms. But that, that's just me being, you know, uh, harsh with the technicalities. But again. Uh, 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 going back to what I was saying, uh, that rate turns on uh, the amount uh, in terms of the borrowing arrangement, um, as well as uh, on the risk uh, that the borrower will default on its obligation. Uh, this rate uh, is known as the implicit interest rate. Uh, the excess of the par value of the liability over its present value represents interest to be um, um, recognized uh, over the period of the loan. When a firm can borrow funds uh, from one lender, the firm usually issues mortgages or notes. Uh, when it needs larger amounts, the firm may have to borrow from the general investing public with a bond issue. Corporations and government units are the usual issuers. Bond issues can have six general features that are relevant here. First, a firm or its investment banker will underwrite a bond indenture that gives the uh, terms of the loan and the rights and duties of the borrower and other parties to the contract. Bond indentures typically limit the borrower's rights to declare dividends, uh, make other distributions to owners, and acquire other businesses. Second, the borrower can prepare uh, engraved bond certificates. Uh, third, if the borrower pledges property as collateral for the loan, the indenture names a trustee to hold title for the property uh, serving as collateral. Uh, the trustee, which is usually a bank, will serve as the bondholder's representative. Uh, fourth, the borrower or trustee will also appoint an agent to act as a uh, register or a disbursing agent. Uh, the borrower will then deposit interest and principal payments with the disbursing agent who will distribute the funds to the bondholder. Uh, fifth, uh, some bonds will be accompanied by coupons uh, that represent periodic interest payments uh, that will be made uh, through the bond's life. Uh, when the coupon comes due, uh, the investor, uh, way back in the day, uh, would cut the item off the bond and send it to the issuer for payment. Uh, nowadays, uh, issuers uh, keep uh, registered lists of bondholders and simply send the payments out themselves. Finally, the issuer will transmit the entire loan to an investment banking firm or a group of investment bankers uh, called a syndicate, which takes responsibility for selling the bonds to the public. Most bond indentures make no provisions for bond re uh, refusing or serial repayments. Uh, the market typically judges uh, these bonds to be protected with property held by trustees as collateral or with the uh, high credit standing of the issuer. Uh, here, the borrower will pay the entire bond liability at maturity out of cash uh, in the bank at that time. It is not uncommon, however, uh, for the firm to refund the bond issue by issuing a new set of bonds.
Uh, bonds can also be callable, right? Um, that is, the issuing company can have the right, but not the obligation, to reacquire its bonds before the state of maturity date uh, specified in the bond indenture. When the borrower calls the bonds, the trustee will not immediately pay a subsequent uh, coupon for redemption. Instead, uh, the trustee will notify the holder to present all remaining coupons and the bond principal for payments that are equal to the call price uh, plus accrued interest. Uh, the indenture usually sets the call price at a level that is higher than the par value and provides a declining schedule for the call price as the maturity date approaches. Because the borrower can exercise the call provision at a time, uh, when the coupon rate exceeds the uh, market interest rate, uh, the market uh, usually prices callable bonds at a level that is less than uh, the price of uh, otherwise uh, similar but not callable bonds, right? So similarly, similarly situated uh, instruments. Uh, the market rate of interest that a firm must pay to borrow depends on two factors, uh, the general level of interest rates uh, and its own creditworthiness. Uh, if the market rate of interest has risen since the borrower issued the bonds, uh, the bonds will sell in the market at less than the issue price. Uh, a firm that wanted to retire these bonds would not call them because the call price uh, would usually exceed the face value. Instead, the firm will probably purchase the bonds in the open market and realize a gain on the bond's retirement. Uh, and that concludes um, this 102nd episode of Financial Accounting. Um, there was quite a deal of discussion here about um, trusts and trustees, and perhaps I might um, issue uh, a separate podcast series uh, on uh, the particulars of all that uh, called Corpus Juris later on in the year. I'm not sure.